When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joy. I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. We will not go gently. We're gonna unleash hell here in December because we have to. We won't go into shell. We're gonna go in attack mode because uh, that's what's required. We mock ourselves. That's right, it's hell unleashing season. <laughs> Just hear those slay, S-L-A-Y, bells ringing. It's hell unleashing season, and and uh, and it's uh, everything's going according to plan. Yes, yes it is. Uh, and it, it, it's it's hilarious to me. I, we might get into this later, but Please. I I just remember a year ago. Not I mean maybe not a year to the week, but I remember when it was five five and one last mm. year, and people were you know it was acting like it was the second coming. The apocalypse was ne- was near, and the world was ending at five five and one. But at at five and seven, a year later, <laughs> uh, a lot different tone. Some of yes. these uh, mm-hmm. some true feeling you can't hide your true feeling Steeler Nation <laughs> you're trying to be tough guys all week all season but the true feelings of hope and maybe it's maybe it's Christmas I don't know or maybe it's hell unleashing season or Mr. Comfy or whatever it was that Cam Hayward said Mr. Comfy or Mr. Slop Mr. Sloppy Mr. Mr. Nice whatever he called himself he didn't want to be after Connor's touchdown I'm gonna I messed oh, it up oh. but yeah it was it was Mr. Sappy maybe it was something it was something that sounded like a, a, a character from a kid's movie or a horror movie we're gonna unleash hell here in December mm-hmm. yeah that's my kind of Christmas movie it's what Jen's talking about the conversation about the Steelers social media conversation I'm Kyle Kreis here with Greg Benavent hello and we'll get to some of that later because I want to get I wanted the, the for me at least the lead story this week there was uh, there was one and they always say don't you may not want to meet your heroes <laughs> and I'm talking about Tomlin's getting working here <laughs> let's get to the tweets at the Pony Express Andrew Filiponi. Tomlin cursing out the fan was funny. I doubt his boss feels that way, and he should apologize for it. It was it was an encouraging comment. Why flip out on the guy? If I did that to a listener at a remote broadcast, my bosses would be livid. Steelers should invite fan here for a game. This I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm almost team Filipponi, except for when he's like, if I did that to a when he gets to that, I'm like, okay, whatever. No one's coming to your remote to. Uh... <laughs> well, a couple things. I mean, I, my, my fear about if you invite the fan for a game is that you're encouraging this. That's my one concern is if you do that. And secondly, what kind of weirded me out about it is like, I, you know, I've never been in this Mercedes stadium, but I've seen like the one where the Cowboys play and I've seen where even the Penguins closer to home where there's like where you can get into that bar or whatever it is and you can take pictures of the players and they're walking by but like 
where was the barrier here? Like, why was that guy by himself? Like, I kind of wondered how that guy got to that area. And that seemed strange that it was that there was no barrier between him and the players. Because even if you go to Dallas, there is like, I, you know, I I, I mean, it was funny. I'm glad Tomlin said that to the guy. It um, it 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 it, it, maybe he didn't have to be quite so curt with him. But I also uh, imagine he might have been kind of creeped out by him. But uh, I did think it was hilarious. I was glad we got it on video. Uh, How you mean he must? He must have to deal with that type of stuff throughout his day, you know, a hundred times a day, and he probably ignores people, or you know, he. I mean, that that's that, it's it's a conscious choice to look at the guy who's filming you and and curse him out. Certainly, I I, I don't know if he, but does he have to deal with that a hundred times a day though? I mean, it's not like there's fans, at least to the extent I know, walking through you know Water Street or whatever it is, the complex. I mean, you tell me when he goes to Giant Eagle or whatever, and uh, you know he's like, okay, where are the sweet and sour Doritos? Oh yeah, that I get, but he's also not working then. Well, yeah. Well, I'm not working. You know, I it would be the opposite for me. He's like, I'm not. I'm not working. Oh, now. I see. I'm, I'm off the like, clock, I'm, so I don't yeah. have to be nice to you. It, um, but yeah, because I mean, but it's not like Tomlin does a lot of like fan facing things. I mean, to the extent that I've ever seen him, it's those. Uh, it's like the fashion show, or it's you know whatever that men's ministry thing with Cam Hayward, the man up or whatever. Like it's not like there's a whole lot of like Tomlin's at like the meet and greet or something. That's true. You know, he's a uh, yeah. love steal a nation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know you love it. Um, I don't know. It just makes me it made me think twice. It made me think like because I've always been like, oh, man, if I ever had a chance to meet Tomlin, would I would I ask this? Would I say this? Now I'm thinking like if I ever have the chance to meet Tomlin, maybe I'm just going to stand and be still, you know? Well, I mean, I th- but see, I, I think it's the stadium thing. I think I'm uh, my guess is he's a lot more chill if, uh, if you get him outside of the time when he actually has to think of something. I mean, when it's, you know, a man was probably lost in his thoughts getting ready for the game. I imagine he's a lot calmer and and less likely to cuss you out, provided you're polite and intelligent, which you (laughs) would be um, when you're not literally inside a stadium. How often does the man say the phrase inside the stadium? It clearly means something to him. We love Pittsburgh, PA. Yeah, well, that was Atlanta. In (laughs) in, In fact, the guy was, here's the guy at... Fair Perez, Fernando Perez, I'm a fan with a ticket. Our suite was next to the player's walkway. Uh, I thought it was funny. He was in the zone and didn't feel like talking. No hurt feelings. So it sounded like this guy kind of slipped into some, um, you know, uh, employees only area. That's what I was about to say. Where did you see this guy's suite in that video? There was no suite there. He was in some place he probably wasn't supposed to be. But I would be, if I was, you know, if I had a suite next to the player's walkway, <laughs> I might accidentally uh, slip by there, too. I, that might be me. I think I looked at that guy and I saw myself. Oh, and- okay. Well, see, I, I could, I, the, the, I, I mean, I, I would struggle with that because I would first be like, how am I in this this suite? But it's, but, but that's yeah, perhaps, well, that, con- perhaps you're a more confident person than me. No, that's, that's another story. But here's the other thing. I could see doing that after the game. It's okay. like at halftime. That's still, man. There's a lot to go here. Like it, it, it. You know. And again, I a person that gets nervous about such things, but I, I couldn't see slipping over. I could see going over celebrating after the game or if a tough game. Hey, good luck next time. But man, I, I halftime, I would struggle with that. I really would. Yeah, you. I don't know if you'd get the friendly. You know, it's good to see the big boy. Yeah, that's not exactly, <laughs> not exactly the greeting I think I would get if I saw. 
Um, okay, uh. well, let's move to the other drama. Oh, geez. Oh, right? Geez. Let's flip the channel from Days of Our Lives over to General Hospital. <laughs> at J Round 32, Josh Roundtree from 93.7, the so-called fan. I think George Pickens is going to be a really special player for the Steelers. But the lashing out, the public whining, and sulking about a lack of targets is unearned and seems like it's becoming somewhat of a distraction that isn't needed. Um, it certainly became the narrative. I mean, if it was a distraction from a two-game win streak, then right. it it did it made it did do that in some in some ways. Oh yeah, the fact that we're still talking about this is not good. I mean, I certainly wasn't glad to see it. It uh, it's it, I I do want to say it, I think it's one of the rare times. Maybe the only time, and perhaps I'm wrong. My memory isn't as great as it used to be. Um, when I saw one of these things, a player lashing out, and I, I kind of agreed with it because I mean that the, the, at least in the heat of the moment, if only because this the the part I believe the one that we're talking about, where you see him swearing in slow motion and he's yelling, is after what we thought was going to be the Deontay fumble, and yeah. uh, after that uh, particular play. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 not good, and I uh, I. I hope it ends. I mean, it's 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 not something I thought of in the top ten things uh, from this. Well, maybe the ten, like nine or ten from this game. But uh, I do hope it uh, ends quickly and in such a way other than here's a three yard pass for you to please be quiet. You know, it, it's it, I could see it if we were down thirteen in a mm -hmm. game. When you're up thirteen, it was kind of scratched my head. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't get the ball either, but we're still up thirteen. He wasn't you know? up thirteen though when he yelled. After no, that. Well, no, not, not at the fumble. Not when, not when they, when they thought it was going to be the Deontay fumble. I mean, unless didn't okay. that happen at the same time? Like it was oh, okay. because it was. So it, what, what, what was the score? The up six uh, then? Up six? Yeah, I want to say six. Yeah, in fact, well, that's six. It, uh, and also, the momentum was going against them. It's a big drive. They haven't done anything in the second half. I'm not saying he should have done this. He should. I, I wish he hadn't. But I, boy, I got the frustration because I was feeling it too. I think he. I think some of that squawking started when they were up at thirteen. I think that is you correct. Know? I think maybe not. Used... Maybe not the exact. Maybe the the pinnacle of it there, but and that might have led to that two yard pass that they were like, "Hey, here's yeah. a pass for two yards. Please be quiet." Yeah. Well, but... I, I don't know if you saw Ben with uh, Debo, and he was like, you know, that's what Charlie would do. He's like, "Hey, you haven't got the ball yet to, you know, Heinz Ward. Are you gonna, you know?" You haven't... Charlie said that after the game. Actually, that same thing. Oh yeah. Without having seen the podcast, he said that I used to tell Ben. <laughs> Hey, we got to get the ball to Martavius. Right, right, okay. right. He's sulking over there. I'm, I'm managing everyone's egos here on the sideline, Ben. If you could please throw him a three yard out. Well, I think that's fascinating because mm. it's like there is a role. You know, it's like what do they, what do they, you know, what's Mace doing of it? What's Mitch doing? Of it? Well, there is a role that these players are doing, like, and it's important as we, as we, as oh yeah, do a little bit. And I imagine even despite this, I imagine Mitch is someone that's very good at that. I mean, the guy is a leader and a good dude. I mean, know? and he just you know loves the game. Nobody loves football as much as I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Top top 10 all time. Lover of football. Mm -hmm. uh, wait, there's more to talk about with George. At underscore. What? I got an email. Okay. At <laughs> underscore the Chuck, the Squirrel Hill Tunnel Troll. Right now, everyone hates DJ, but mark my words, they will be complaining about Pickens very soon. He has a couple drops now, and he's yelling, throw me the ball on the sidelines. This is not going to go well with Yinzers. Uh, they're currently distracted by DJ's fumble. You know, they, we'll get to the supporters, but this is something that, I mean, in the past, 
you blink one way wrong and the fans yes. are like, this guy isn't committed to the game. A thousand percent this person is correct. Today, they blame DJ. Tomorrow, they will blame uh, uh, whoever, you know, uh, uh, isn't the best receiver in that game. This is a thousand percent correct. And thankfully, again, Pickens seems to be the rare person his age who has no con- who has little concern for social media whatsoever. Because, I mean, the Pickens, you know, milk crate challenge is the kind of thing that would, you know, uh, uh, drive people insane. But mm-hmm. yeah. This is absolutely correct that uh, uh, this person today, they're mad at DJ because he had a pretty rough game. As soon as Pickens does it, uh, th- th- there will be for him as well. And, you know, so, uh, but th- but he's got so much hype right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen this much hype maybe on, on a on a player uh, in recent years. But No, not not for a wide receiver. I mean, it's it's it, it, even even Claypool, who was a second round yeah. pick, uh, not, you know, at um. Uh, and I think also part of that, too, is, you know, having them seen George in college. But, yeah, we've never seen a receiver this hyped for the Steelers since maybe Plex. Yeah. So I get why, you know, Tomlin's all mad at the narrative. You I know? somewhat resent that. I, yeah, well, I hear it. Uh, but let's get to the let's get to the haters. Uh, is this a hater? No, this, I'm sorry. The defenders. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that. Let's get to the defenders at Thompson Photo 12. Ed Thompson. Uh, images of frustration. The kid needs to catch more balls. He needs more yards. When he isn't the target, it upsets him. It's the competitive fire in him. It's why the Steelers drafted him. That and his talent. Frustration occasionally shows. Let's not make a big deal about it. I mean, you. I mean, that's a long. That's a that's a long ways away from the AB era where. Oh yes. We, we he was the best player on earth and fans couldn't forgive him. But now, bend, they're bending over backward. I don't know. There must be a new. Uh, you know, chiropractor over at uh, <laughs> the university there because they're, they're bending backwards for uh, for Pickens here. Well, I can't necessarily blame uh, all Steelers fans over the last decade on Mr. Uh, Thompson Photo 12. But um, but yeah, it, it is a very different narrative than we used to have with AB. It, um, but I wonder how much of this, again, is the fact that there's no, there is no Pickens social media. The only thing we know about him on social media is the picture of him from when he was drafted. He's not out there tweeting. He's not Mr. Big chest he's not uh, uh wearing clothes from eddie murphy's raw he, we, we see only know him from uh the game i wonder if that's part of because you can project then your feelings onto him hence this person's tweet about he has this competitive fire in him he's played 10 games i assume he has a competitive fire too but this guy doesn't know any more than me hey don't knock his out you say he doesn't wear the eddie murphy raw but i don't know i've he some of that that he has some of those like 1500 dollars vests and stuff oh yeah the game. but i'm saying he's not posting himself doing like li- facebook live after every game with them that i should have clarified that yes. no like you could do a little more facebook live george if you wouldn't if you want to you know i don't know how far are you from uh, marcus allen's locker get over there maybe and uh you know it's like mm-hmm. you know everybody else gets a little tight yeah loosen mm-hmm. up a little maybe i don't know no george seems pretty chill um yeah, mm, okay. I was more the only thing that bothered me about Pickens even more so that yelling was him not talking after the game, like opting out of interviews. That thing always bothers me a little bit. But that that's probably just me being, you know, uh, uh old. Yeah, I think that I think I don't know. I it's like smart. You know these these guys I don't know, these insiders and these locker room questioners I don't know. They could up their game too. You know, it's like they—they're uh, they're not always—they're not on a winning streak either. Let's just say, uh, but that's all right. You can keep my tombstone or whatever. I'll, I'll take, take the W. We'll take the W. Okay, but mm-hmm. we—you know—we can't even a win or lose streak or no streak. We we still need to. Play Canada! Play Canada! 
That's right, because the better we do, the the better he gets. I don't know. It, it's mm-hmm. uh, let's go to at you tell me pod one. You tell me what I just said. It's like Matt Canada actually watched tape from last week and learned from the Colts that Steelers <laughs> also have a tight end or aren't allowed to use them. That sounds like a knock, but I think it's actually a compliment. Right, it is. I was thinking that too, and I was, I was thinking the same thing you and I commented during the game about how Gentry's in there. It's time for the shovel pass to Gentry at uh, uh, Bring staple it. of every game. The one thing that win or lose, everyone takes a shot at Canada for it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know as as long as the team wins and doesn't turn the ball over, that that. That's all anyone actually wants. Like it's is if you start start blaming Canada even when things are going well, then then you've kind of reached a level of online that is not healthy. Well, you we're we're in that we're going to be in that territory, <laughs> especially if uh, if it's uh, hell unleashing season. It's going to be go. tough sledding for uh, Canada. Um, how about oh, let's go back. Let's go back to the GOAT at the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi. Mm-hmm. Former Steelers quarterback Charlie Batch on the fan with five games remaining. If Kenny Pickett doesn't turn the ball over, now we're talking about Matt Canada returning to the Steelers in 2023. The two are attached hand in hand. Uh, so uh, I, so then I'm rooting for Canada because I'm oh, yeah. rooting for Kenny. If I'm rooting for Kenny and I'm rooting for wins, then I'm rooting for Canada. Right, and it's it's and what 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 genuinely surprised me this week, and I had no idea, and I would not have believed if I hadn't read it. I forget who posted it first. Was that you know Kenny set the all-time Steelers rookie quarterback record for like most passes without a turnover or most games without a turnover or something, beating Roethlisberger in 04. I would not have believed oh, that having been around there. The new coach. Yeah, I would not have. I, I would never believe that because I remember that was a big thing they were saying back then was that Ben's not turning the ball over at. Uh, well, you know, yeah. if I'm starting to love Canada, who else is loving Canada? You, f- you forgot to ask Kenny himself. <laughs> what does Kenny have to say about Canada? Don't not nothing. Doesn't have to say. <laughs> oh, Kenny, why are you all cotton mouth on me now, Kenny? What do you have to say about Canada? We connected, like you said, I mean, pretty early on in high school, and we have a really what? good relationship where you know we we can talk about pretty much anything. We're what? open and honest on what I see, and he asks me all the time, and I think that open line of communication is just going to continue to improve and. It's he's not he's not saying like it's he's not saying short term he's thinking long term continue to improve uh, I mean yeah I mean well it, it would be weird like if you were talking about uh, uh, not just a colleague but a supervisor and let it into your voice like yeah we're waiting for him to be let go I mean so yeah so it's so I mean it makes sense that them uh, you know I mean I hope this works out I hope that this becomes an ongoing punchline and something with which we can make fun of the fan base for how much they wanted to get rid of Canada while Kenny uh, continue you know soars ascends and becomes great yeah but, well um, let's see what Kenny got Canada for Christmas um, you know he's very open to, to suggestions that we all have as players as staff and um, it's a collective effort and you know it's definitely cool to have an OC that that's open to that and not just kind of you know closed-minded so it, it, it's a pretty good relationship that he has with all of us oh my god it's like his best friend is this BA and Ben part two uh, is- I mean they, they, hopefully it leads to them buying you know big log cabins on remote Georgia lakes or whatever that was it uh, was it last year that we got the story about Canada with the rest of the offensive staff that he would like lock himself in the room by himself and then write out notes and plays on like little note pe- note pieces of notebook paper scrunch them up and give them to uh, the other coaches oh really? I, that's what I just kept thinking about what, when like, doing this kind of notes? Like- oh, no, I, w- I was thinking it just like 
like open my comics, like just really scratching a bunch of little notes. It'll be like someone, you know, any offensive line coach trying to like, you know, cocking their head, trying to figure out what this says about uh, uh, the Z slant or something. Uh, oh, here, Derek Watt. I was thinking about wheel routes here. Right. I just wrote down a little uh, play here. <laughs> right. That, I mean, it's uh, maybe that changed. I don't know. But yeah. It, um, well, it just shows there's some relationships behind the scenes yes. that are as important, if not in some cases, maybe more important than whatever we see on the stats line. I mean, you know, Coach has said it himself, you know. I've had really intimate relationships with individuals at that position. You know, it's 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 intimate behind the scenes. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, how much does Tomlin use the word process and preparation? I mean, it's it's even more so than he does in stadium where he talks about, you know, how, how our process is how we get there and all that kind of thing. And what a great time, important time to cement an effective process when you have a rookie quarterback. Yeah, that's right. Um and and we're getting better, even though the I mean we scored less points uh, against Atlanta than we did against you know say like the Bengals or mm-hmm. the what was the win before that uh, Saints the Saints but, but at Fanta Skippy points out Jeffrey Benedict okay the Steelers offense scored 19 points in Atlanta uh, this wait eh, rewind the Steelers offense that scored 19 points in Atlanta was better than the Steelers offense that scored 30 against the Bengals 30 points on 13 drives so that's 2.3 points per possession 19 points on seven drives against the Falcons that's 2.7 points per possession uh that's great I mean you know of course wins or is the stat that matters but I'll take this as uh, as progress a thousand percent because you know what we're not talking about several three and outs in a row which is absolutely what sunk them against the Bengals in that third quarter that did not happen against the Falcons I mean they had what one three and out right and it was and I want to say it wasn't even until the second half I mean it was it I think that might have been it that was the one with the Deontay uh uh uh, fumble that wasn't the fumble might that have been the one three and out and obviously that's not when you'd want to have it but man they got they just kept drives going uh, uh when they had to and also when they maybe didn't have to which helped make everything easier no this is real tangible growth and it's not just uh it's not just growth it's it's all time growth is that let's at bradley locker this is what you were talking about the steelers have gone four straight more emails god the steelers (laughs) have gone four straight games without a turnover that's the franchise's longest streak since at least 1939 box score data was not even listed it wasn't even invented yet uh uh, over a month without a turnover. Unreal. Well, I mean, Ben was always had a little bit of Favre in him as much as anyone. He did, but he didn't in 2004 and 2005 as much. I mean, that definitely did come through. I mean, too, the one thing I was thinking about when you read this stat is like, you know, they went a month without a turnover in 1938. They might have gone a month without a pass in 1939. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just amazing numbers. I mean, it's, but this is also what we've been looking for since, I mean, what, uh, uh, James Conn in the game where they tied the Browns. I mean, like an effective running game, a running game you could actually rely on for more than one week and one week out. I mean, Benny Snell, it was that, and then it was Benny Snell against the Giants and cut two to last month. Like, it's been tough running the ball. It really has. And uh, and it's been uh, it's been good it's been good running. Let's mm-hmm. just um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's just get to the second half. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we're gonna take a knee. We're gonna right? we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna run, run, run out, out the, the clock. clock. Where's the, sit on these timeouts. Where's the uh, Let's get back to the music. You know, because we got a lot to talk about in the second half, dude. We got to talk about Kenny. We haven't really we talked about Canada, but we got to talk about Kenny and. 
uh, maybe a new QB conspiracy that's kind of under the radar. Oh. Not really many people were talking about it, so I guess okay. we'll uh, spread that disinformation. Nice. Um, but I but I do want to get to the Tomlin, the you know the people who are slowly filled with hope and and uh, and optimism, where usually they would be the biggest haters in the room. We'll get to that in the second half. Enjoy these messages. messages. All right. Second half, playing with a little bit of a lead, a little bit of a streak, maybe even some might say. Um... Let's talk about quesadilla. Kenny Pickett, where is the tweets? Uh, at Joe Thomas seventy three. Joe Thomas, uh, number one Kenny Pickett fan club president. Do, do the Steelers fans still disagree with me and think that Kenny Pickett stinks? He looked pretty good again and continues improving every week. Uh, this is like two two or three weeks in a row that Joe Thomas has been on the Kenny bandwagon. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Joe Thomas, a.k.a. the other Brown from the last decade you can name other than Joe Hayden, uh, very much seems to enjoy Kenny Pickett. I I mean, I think he's right. I mean, I think it's, you know, I, I do think that in, uh, uh, you know, our diversified uh, Twitter social media landscape, there is a place for the pro uh, Steelers quarterback troll at uh, that being a way to uh, collect an audience as well. But I mean, it's, it's hard to argue with Joe at this point. I mean, Kenny's really coming along uh, just even in the last month. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, uh, mm-hmm. you can't argue with that, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're exactly right. Um, let's go over to, well, geez, I mean, how about this at Jeff care, CBS, Jeff Kerr, highest completion percentage against the blitz. This NFL season, Kenny Pickett, 70.6%. Pickett has a 108.4 passer rating against the Blitz in his rookie season. That seems to me like above the head thing. That's yes. a p- positive. Um, or that just tells me that from the r- from next five weeks, there's going to be a lot of zone. That's uh, <laughs> the thing I was asked. That's, uh, that's above the head and that's uh, along the arm in terms of uh, the accuracy thing. But yeah, by that same token, I, I read that and be like, oh, there's going to be eight dudes dropping back. That's very much what I got out of that. A lot more draws. I can see more second and ten draws. Yes, exactly. A lot more of Anthony McFarlane at uh, running for negative two yards or 14. Um, How about at Scarpizio Scarps? Not a knock on Pickett, but just an observation that fans tout his improved passer rating. 75.1 overall but had no problem criticizing Ben last season for his pass rating, 86.8. Ben also had five games with a rating of 100 points more. Kenny is just one, so I guess a little uh, revisionist history on Ben. You know, the, we always consider it the twilight season, I guess, but it, twilight Ben it was better than rookie Kenny? Absolutely, uh, and several of those games, absolutely. I mean, I find it a little hard to believe, you know, to be too upset about, uh, 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 you know, we're grading a rookie in his eighth game uh, differently than uh, an all-time great, even at the very end of things. But um, but no, Ben had some 
some uh, uh, great games. It, uh, I'm never sure. I'm all. I, I find these arguments a little bit fast and loose because it's like which you know QB rating are you going with? But um, but yeah, Ben had some great games last year. He had some great fourth quarters and some uh, genuinely unwatchable first halves. <laughs> I laugh at that. Well, well, that was funny. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of like Rocky Five, right? It's like yes. oh, we're putting Rocky versus the Tommy Gun. Well, come yeah. on, it's not a fair fight. But. Right? It's 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 a guy with a disease. We're fighting him in a street. Yeah. But you know, if we get to the maybe if we get to the Pro Bowl games, maybe we can see a little Team Ben <laughs> versus Team Ken. I don't know. Or maybe- Do you get a bunch of emails asking you to buy Pro Bowl tickets? I get them like every other day from the NFL.com. Really? I'd and, like to. I'd oh, like okay. To. I'll forward them to you. I th- well, I was trying to avoid. Is it Hawaii them. or is it? Uh, no, it's Vegas. Oh, They're Vegas. Like, Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's oh, okay. Go. Oh, all right. I didn't mean to change the subject, but yeah, we can go. Oh, I just right. got a follow request from my dentist. So <laughs> You're getting you're getting Pro Bowl invites. I'm getting I'm getting Insta requests from uh, my dentist. My, oh. my dentist doesn't follow me on Instagram. Well, well good for you. You know what? You do, I guess you don't have my kind of insurance. <laughs> um, anything else to say about Kenny? Um, oh, okay. Not just against the Blitz, but okay. I guess this is the I guess this is the same. Mm. At by Josh Carney, Josh Carney, mm-hmm. Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett completed 11 of 16 passes for 151 yards and a touchdown versus zone coverage Sunday against the Falcons. But against man coverage, the rookie quarterback was just three for 10 for 37 yards. So actually, no, it's different. I thought if they blitz, you might have yeah. more propensity for man, but he's better against the zone. Yeah, this seems like we've reached one of those gaps in my lack of understanding about football. So what you want to do to stop Kenny is to drop guys back into man. Which seems like it would lead you to zone automatically. So I feel like I, I feel like I typed something impossible into my calculator. Right, Kenny's great against the blitz, so you don't want to blitz him, and he's great against the zone, so you don't want to drop in zone. You want to play man, but don't blitz. So what you just have, uh, you have a, you have a lot of man. I don't know. Double I, I coverage. Think you have nine guys just standing backward. Yeah. You want well, you want to double cover Muth at this point, and you okay. want and you want to double cover uh, Pickens, George and or Deontay, depending on which you feel like, and uh, and maybe. Uh, like gentry just for the shovel no pass. i was gonna say that opens up the shuffle right pass, oh right? there it is right see this is why you're the strategist yeah that's why i'm a canada defender <laughs> hey, uh okay let's get to this uh, is this a new qb conspiracy i don't okay. know this was this wasn't even on steelers twitter i found this lurking in the uh in the halls of of a uh, grit twitter over in detroit lions country <laughs> at db akron douglas berry Art II and Omar Khan weren't so confident in Mike Tomlin's selections for quarterback. They pressured Tomlin to move off of Mitch. They pressured Tomlin again about starting Mason over the bye week. A Detroit insider confirmed that Detroit was one of two GMs who contacted Omar Khan about acquiring Mason Rudolph. The calls prompted Khan to hold a press conference to publicly tell people the Steelers were not trading any QBs on staff. Um, ah. I, you know, this comes back. It, it, it seems a mute, mute point if the Steelers mm. keep winning. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, is, 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 I guess it goes back to the decision. Was it a, a misfire to get Kenny in there or to have Mitch at the top of the season? I mean, I, I, I can't speak to Mitch over the top of the season. What I can say is that, um, you know, the one thing that you and I would read consistently throughout the spring and the summer was that when you watch these drills, Mitch is doing them better than anyone else. Better than Kenny, better than Mason. I always thought... 
And we said it at the time that when uh, Tomlin went to Kenny at the second half of the Jets game, it was a break glass in case of emergency. This is the last chance to save the season as a contender. It was worth a shot. And my last thing that I'll say about this is I I don't think I, I, I think more teams should have offered more for uh, Mason. I mean, I look at the local team yeah. here in town, the Rams. Yeah. They're starting some guy you never heard of. They're three and eight, the worst defending Super Bowl champions ever. You tell me for a third or a fourth, the Steelers wouldn't have given them Mason and given them a chance to compete in that division. That's on the other teams not ponying up for the Steelers to uh, give them a good pick to compete. That's ridiculous. And now um, that's a joke to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they, and now they got uh, Baker out there. So, right. oh, is it Baker? Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, it's I, I saw at least the Niners are winning with some guy at uh, you know, and I was thinking, okay. Well, that's you should have traded for Mason too. I mean, it's 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 that's ridiculous. It, that's, Yoy, sure double, Yoy. that's right, like, mate. I know mm-hmm. now Mason is a known commodity. Yeah. So I so yeah. So they were wise in holding on to him in case of in you know the Steelers could have been in that situation. Right. Oh yeah, the Steelers absolutely could have been in that situation. But I, I am criticizing these teams for not giving the Steelers a, like again doing what the Bears did make make you know an offer the Steelers literally can't turn down because it's too lucrative. You know, do you think that you know the the implication here is that like Art and Omar Khan are kind of like kind of like "Mm, I don't know Tomlin I don't know about what you're doing here we're going to just keep things going on the back burner in in a kind of nefarious way maybe like but um I mean, obviously, all three must have been on the same page on all these things. Certainly, but I, I believe so much of what you believe about this tweet depends on exactly how you're defining pressured is pressured yeah. like oh my god you got to get him out of there right now is pressure like hey so just talk yeah. us through what you're doing with the quarterbacks yeah yo, what are you gonna do you're gonna lose this you're just gonna spend uh you know th- three million to have him sit on the bench all season you know maybe they See, i don't even pressure. think it's that no? strong i think i think it very well could be like so you know we're a little concerned about the quarterbacks thing if you could just talk us through it and then we'll go from there i mean that's because that's how co-workers Colleagues, people in a business uh, venture together would speak to each other in a fairly contentious, uh, high-stakes negotiation and um, yeah. where we all want the same thing. Yeah, versus pressure. They put Tomlin up against the wall. There were fingers and noses and faces, you know. I don't even understand where that's coming from. I don't, I, you know, it was it was Detroit Twitter. I found my way onto Detroit Twitter. Let's talk about, you know, now let's the, the people who are starting to come around. Oh, Hope Springs Eternal at five, five and five and one. No, no. No hope at all, but five and seven. The hope springs eternal. Mm-hmm. Let's start with at Alicia Dawn. Alicia Dawn. Patriots can lose four out of five. Browns losing next two weeks with DW playing like he did yesterday. Jets could lose four games. Raiders still have the Chiefs. Steelers have the easiest schedule out there for teams of the seventh seed. Mike Tomlin's going to do it again, isn't he? Woo! Ah, that's let's let's. I'm on that bandwagon. Oh no, it sounds great. I mean, it's uh, the only thing I would wonder about is yada yadaing the Patriots' schedule. I mean, even with you know a cardboard cutout at quarterback, I imagine there's enough running game and defense to get through the rest of the AFC East that isn't Miami and Buffalo. But I mean, this all could happen. It um, you know, so much of this uh, uh, belief comes from two factors, not just one. One that the team is playing better, and two that is the easiest schedule the Steelers have had down the stretch. You know, if this Steelers team were like had like eight or nine wins or something and were like playing for the bye, all you would hear is about how weak the schedule is and how much it does not prepare them for the playoffs. Because I remember those narratives. I remember those years.
I think it's just a little too early to jump. Yes. You know, like we got, it's Ravens week. Let's right. worry about Ravens week. And then let's worry about 500. Mm-hmm. And then let's worry about, you know, you know, securing the 500. And then we'll talk about playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't interrupt. I mean, I just want to see Kenny Pickett and the young guys play a game where, hey, maybe they are favorites, where everyone expects them to win. Let's see them deal with the dreaded trap game for the first time in their professional lives. Oh, well, Cleveland's coming. Cleveland's coming well, soon. I was thinking Carolina. But oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, but yeah, Cleveland. When Cleveland shows up, they're going to show up with Deshaun Watson. And I think that's going to change. I think that's going to keep that from being the trap thing. But yeah. But show me Carolina, you know, that kind of thing. Um, let's go to <clears throat> at Jordan York Music. Jordan York. Wouldn't be surprised if Steelers and Mike Tomlin went out the rest of the season. That's just what he does. <laughs> Is that? I mean, wow! I thought I was a Tomlin fan. I don't know if he always just wins out the season. That that that, that seems like somebody who who is perhaps unleashed a bit too much hell. You know, in, in fact, he he you know Tomlin's. I, I went and looked. Like, what is Tomlin's unleash hell record mm-hmm. in December? And now that we're in like seventeen games, I include January. That's January yeah. still hell unleashing season. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The weather hasn't changed, has it? It's still hell unleashing weather. It's, you know the the. The, the unleashed hell tree is still up in my... Oh, yeah. Um, we don't take that down to at least uh, Penguins playoff time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, from 07 through last year, uh, you know, t- t- today is still incomplete. Mm-hmm. So from 07 to 21, out of 15 years, Tomlin has had an unleashed... He's unleashed hell nine out of 15 years. Wow. I'm talking like four and one records or undefeated records. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's nine out of 15. That's... Uh, you know that's obviously a little bit more than half. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then what what we're talking about this season is really kind of like a super unleash hell. We've got to go like we got to finish like six and one. You know, yeah, on the some season. insane number. Yeah, and he actually he, Tomlin does the super unleash hell five out of fifteen years, one out of three wow. times. Wow. We finished with, with like a six and one or seven and zero. Oh, you know, like like the two thousand ten season finished six and one. Uh, oh eight finished six and one. Eleven six and one. You know, mm-hmm. so he's. It, it, He's done it. We it just in recent years has been, you know, un- unleashing hell has not been in season in recent years. You know, like well, not, you know, the duck year where we finished the season two and three, right. you know, or even in twenty where we finished in one and four, like creeped into the playoffs. Oh yeah, and it's an even eighteen. I remember that was that was a bit of a tough time. Well, I don't even remember. The, the the quote comes from 2012, right? Because I remember that was the reason that unleash hell became such a thing was that they didn't play great after he said it. They 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 come off a loss, right. but you know they weren't going to go into a shell because mm-hmm. you know it's it's uh, December football and uh, it's required. We can't go into the shell. We we'll go into attack mode. It's required. Right, but I remember them not having a great year, great doing great after he said it. That's what oh, I in sort that of moment, yeah, that like that. So 2012, the two they finished two, the and, two three. and three. I think that was last time. But I mean, it's honestly these are better numbers than I thought. Uh, uh, and it would be in terms of unleashing hell. I mean, it's it's you know. Uh, so yeah. So it's, I I've actually become something of an unleash hell believer just from looking Mayo, at these stats. Yeah. Thank maybe you I for should write it. Together. Maybe I should do a little write up for the uh, website. I'm impressed you put them together. Well, I was impressed you put together that Christmas ornament thing the other week. But yeah. <laughs> okay, it, um, okay. Oh, my mother has more than half of those. She just doesn't have the XL variants. Oh. It, um, but, well, wait uh, till but, you get to the Funko the Funko Pop. Oh, uh, article. I'm never buying a Funko Pop, and neither is she. If I see one in her house, I'll put it in the basement. That, uh, Read no, that, no, no. or they're they're pricey. They're if they're ones like the polym the ones that are out of print. I don't know. They're oh pricey. my word! Uh, anyway, all mm-hmm. right. So uh, how about bottom line here on these Tomlin believers? All this hope springs eternal 
at Blitzburg. I mean, you know, no, no, uh, not afraid to criticize Tomlin at all. Blitzburg. Will the Steelers win four of their five remaining games to keep Mike Tomlin's 15-year non-losing season streak alive? With over 2,000 votes, 63.6% yes, 36.4% no. Steeler Nation, there's hope. There's Christmas hell unleashing hope. Wow. I mean, I I hope it happens. I I just, there's so many things that could go wrong. I mean, to keep it, that's a lot of games to win for people that haven't done it before, but it could happen. It could happen. You know, it's it's Ravens week. It's mm-hmm. Caroline, you know, oh, I can't even I can't even look ahead. It's Ravens week. It's right, Ravens exactly. Week. I mean, there're just even things that, you know, would happen to a regular football team like it's not every team has their pro bowl kicker come down and have a guy come in to place one bad game and then after that is essentially lights out. This guy deserves a job. Oh, yeah. When uh, uh you know, Boswell comes back, somebody better sign him up immediately. At the bank. I hire him at the bank. The bank <laughs> banks are open for Matt you right. Well, even just to finish your thought, I mean, just how many things it could go bad. Well, look at this game today. Chooks left for a play, yeah. you know, and he came back. That's the kind of thing that could derail a team from going five and one down the stretch or whatever is losing an offensive lineman, losing, you know, what doesn't get any better. Or it's, you know, that kind of stuff. I is mean, it, anything could happen. Is this a hot, I might, is this a hot take? I might be more afraid of losing Chooks for multiple games than I would be of losing Kenny for multiple games. Well, I mean, it's a, that, that's a bit of a hot take. Okay, but it's a, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's just this because because I mean, as soon as you lose Kenny, then it's you kind of lose like the uh, uh, the history aspect of this. Okay. Like the, okay. I mean, I'm sorry, the future aspect of yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. That, you know, but it's but I mean, I could see, but like if you're more afraid of losing Chooks than say like Fryermuth, that might be not quite so hot. Okay. Like that's something I could listen to. I'm just, like, well, I'm just thinking the old uh, Moneyball stat, like uh, like rate of return over replacement or something what's that right right yeah. the return on investment with yeah. or, or wins above replacement and I'm or whatever thinking, yeah, it and I'm is thinking, but you it, know um, we lose a tackle for multiple weeks and everything we've been doing with the run game might be oh, right but. and that again my favorite moment of Moneyball will always be when I was watching with my non-sports friends who were halfway through the movie and, and my friend says Greg which year did these guys win the championship I said keep watching the movie <laughs> this is a product of your journey and your journey's not over yet yet you'll find mm-hmm. out at the end okay mm-hmm. hold on i think uh, i think the band's trying to get to the field We got a couple odds and ends uh how's time yeah we got time for a couple odds and ends um how about well we're speaking of firemuth okay. at stats guy daniel daniel valente most 70 yard games by a tight end this season one travis kelsey Two, Pat Fryermuth. Wow. Uh, if Travis Kelsey is the only guy ahead of you, you know you're doing something right. Steelers have a stud in Fryermuth. Uh, some people have been saying this has been his breakout season. And I don't know if I've necessarily seen that. Uh, but, I mean, this this stat doesn't lie. Yeah, I, I, and I wonder if, like, the reason it doesn't feel that way to us is that we are, like, when you think of great tight end play, you think of people like Kelsey, you think of Gronk, you imagine this, like, idealized world where they take over a game and they're always open and they run for 130 yards. But maybe this is what great tight end play is, a guy that's always at least your number two receiver. Well, how about the, uh, let's go to at PPP Christian, Christian McLaughlin, highest... XQR. I, 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 I think this means 
I think they're talking about the quarterback's pass rating when thrown to them. But okay. what is the axe? I, I Googled it. There's okay. no, there's no, uh, there's, okay. it came not, you, you can Google XQR and zero things come up. Okay, good. Because I'm so lost. Highest XQR generated by a tight end in his first two seasons. Pat Fryermuth, 95.5. George Kittle, 94.9. Rob Gronkowski, 94.7. Wow. So I think what they're saying is the quarterback's rating when throwing to a tight end. Ah, okay. Is he has the highest. I see. One, that's amazing. Two, I, I wonder if Gronk's is a little lower than it might be because wasn't Aaron Hernandez there at the same time? So like that could be so Brady had two tight ends to throw to. And and the other thing is a Kittle. I mean, it's who was the Niners quarterback thrown to him? I mean, was it Jimmy G or was it some, or was it, Jimmy was, G. It, was it Kaepernick at that point? I mean, I don't even know. I don't how think long they played that, together. I don't, I don't think. think they did either. But I mean, it's but I mean, look, the truth is the Frymouth is around any of these stats. This is a good thing. Um, agreed. Enough said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn Stater. So yeah, we. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on that. Um, how mm-hmm. about at J Lo knows ball. J Lo. Some interesting information. Complaints about NFL officiating based on percentage of fan tweets. Steelers, the sixth lowest this season with less than 2%. So fans will complain about Canada, DJ, Tomlin, uh, Mitch, Kenny, but not the refs? Well, I, I kind of wonder. I mean, one, I this, 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 the methodology on this one, I would have to see. This seems even less scientific than our friends at bookies.com. <laughs> but secondly, I wonder if how much of this is a product of the Steelers not playing, losing that many close games. I imagine, you, the, the, I mean, again, not having seen whatever the scientific geniuses at J-Lo knows ball come up with, <laughs> but I imagine you get the most of these tweets when it's a close game and one call, one way or the other, absolutely uh, uh, dominates Twitter. You know, also probably a lot of tweets in primetime where, you know, that's the only game on and and a lot of people are, are tweeting about every play from a game and that necessarily hasn't been a Steelers this season. Right, exactly. Or, or again, the Steelers to lose such a game as that too, where they lose a primetime game on a close call. That hasn't happened really. You know, not, especially like I'm thinking last season where there was the Joe Hayden blocked kick that was, yes. called, you know, big, some big play, you know, uh, some whole big holds on TJ. This I'm, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. this season, I can only think of the, like, the Spillane face mask that I didn't think was a face mask. Right. Some of this PI, you know, some of this PI, but you, you know, they, it's the, these refs keep it within the spread. Um, yes. It, uh, but I'm surprised that we're not a, we're not a, we're not a. Oh, even that, even so, even with all the caveats you and I have thrown out, six lowest still feels stunning. Yeah, especially this cranky fan base. <laughs> Three out of four tweets are negative, but we're not going to complain about the refs. Okay. Um, oh, how about. Uh, at football.equipment, football equipment. If I did worse looks, it would be Tom Brady, Mac Jones, and whatever this is. And it was a picture of Cam Sutton with, did you see he had the calf not. high white so- He And, you know, everyone would kind of wear black socks, but he was wearing kind of like old 70s style gym socks. They were wow. like white up to the calf, and then they had black and gold stripes oh. around around the top of the calf. Uh-huh. It really like a, you know, old gym gym school, uh, gym class look. Right, it sounds like something, yeah, you're shooting around hoops with, you know, the the rest of the class, yeah. And Cam went in on the comments on these guys. Oh, good for him. He was like, y'all flag my comments and not tag me directly. Straight up cat face emoji, cat face emoji. You know, you don't know nothing about swag or the game. <laughs> I, you know, these haters want to go in on every aspect, and uh, and 
you know, so I, I, I support someone like Cam defending his uh, his look. Well, one, I, I, I do as well. And it also seems like he did so without uh, cussing out a stranger, which seems like a good way to do things. But secondly, <laughs> right, uh, a fan. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I guess the other part of it, too, is like, OK, we j- did they just show his socks? I mean, what was he wearing with these socks? Like it's if the uniform. Gonna... It was just what he wore on, on the field. On oh, Sunday. OK. Well, then that's fine. I mean, the man wore the socks. That's, you know, I mean, if it was like, you know, a team function and everyone is there like a suit or even like a hoodie or in a nice shirt and he's wearing these socks with shorts and a tank top that might be ridiculous but no this is this is fine i mean it's you know it, this is again this is just you have to keep we're, we're only what eight days removed from that guy wearing the giant hat in the commander's <laughs> locker room and here they are going after cam socks oh like, i googled giant hat Steelers. that giant i, I thought I that was find. fake i couldn't believe that was real well i couldn't find one so if they are real i don't no, know they were like his buddy or something right didn't he say that yeah. i feel like i clicked on it at yeah, no, I, I want the Steelers big hats oh um, you and i can wear it together <laughs> um anything else uh well how about just we'll give the final word to <laughs> at tomlin underscore sense obviously not tomlin mm-hmm. Steelers are four and seven and still have more fans at, than the home team atlanta falcons it was uh, people were people were saying 80 percent. i don't was know spooky i don't know it if it was bizarre do you think it was 80 percent? i, I, I believe i believe it was a majority it's very hard because i mean it because I, I believe it was it was 50 or over i'm never comfortable saying it's more than that but just just remember the crowd shots and how weird that was remember that yeah. was like the one section of falcons fans and you that were waving those like japanese baseball-esque flags oh, that's right they had the, the home team had like the corner right like the, which the is like what, college football where you put yeah. the other fans like that's where all the people and all the penn state fans at the rose bowl this year when they oh if anyone has a hook up to rose bowl tickets uh help me out i want to see penn state um is there anything i think that kind of covers it is there anything else uh that's what we've been talking about that has been what we've been talking Indeed. about uh, you can continue the conversation on social media. I'm at Kyle Kreis. Uh Greg, where are you? I'm at uh, Greg Benevent, B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T, Twitter and Instagram. Um, <laughs> It's Ravens week. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we're it working. is. It's tough. I mean, because Huntley's not a bum. That's pretty, he's not. I think he'd start for a few teams. I think he's in that kind of Mason realm. Yeah. And, um, Oof. Okay. I think I don't know. I don't want to be too hopeful. I don't want to say know, like we're gonna win out and and then go to the playoffs. This I is the know. toughest defense they'll see. Like on paper, I can say that. So if I mean they win this one, it very well could show up in front of them. But boy, this feels like a pivotal point. <laughs> Excuse me. Ooh. All right. Well, uh, if you keep unleashing hell, and we will see you next week. Just remember to keep the voice of coach in your heart. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.